You're listening to a podcast from 702. 702. The car feature. In our car feature today, we're talking about Formula One. Can we see it coming to South Africa? What does that look like? Is that something that you would be excited for? I see some people having some other interesting views on social media. But we are joined on the line by managing editor of Double Apex, Sudhir Matai, who's going to tell us all about that. Sudhir, how are you? And welcome to the show. Hi, Lebo. How are you? Good, thanks. And you? Good, good. Thank you. Thanks for having me on the show. All right. So bring us up to speed as to how we got to this point that this was even a possibility because everybody was just like, yo, Lewis Hamilton in South Africa. (laughs) Well, funny enough, Lewis has been here before, not to race. Uh -uh, But he was here quietly. We want to go somewhere where we know we'll see him. Right, right, of course. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, Formula One has, has a long history in South Africa. It goes back to the late 1940s. I think the very first uh, Grand Prix was held here in 1948 uh, down in East London at the East London Grand Prix circuit. And uh, there have been races at Kailami up until or through the 80s, and then there was a, a brief gap. And then we had races in 92 and 93. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that, okay, it's now 30 years ago, but it wasn't that long ago when we had our last race here. And Formula One calls itself a world championship, but it doesn't visit this continent, which is quite a shame. Yes. If if you think about it, right? They visit Australia, um, the Far East, the Middle East, both Americas and, and much of Europe. And they haven't been here for 30 years. So, there's, you know, people often say, can you really call yourselves a world championship mm-hmm. if you're not going to visit all the continents? Listen, many of us feel that way. It is like saying, Beyonce, why are you saying you're doing a world tour if you're not coming to Africa? Exactly. We there all feel that way. <laughs> yeah, so it's not quite a world tour. If you skip 57 countries in the middle, it's not quite a world tour, is it? <laughs> Literally not. Yeah, exactly. That's one quarter of the world. More than a quarter of the world you've skipped out. <laughs> okay, so so now, um, just in terms of it being a possibility, what does it mean? Because one of the things I saw somebody while people were talking on social media like, oh, this would be so exciting. And somebody was like, not to be the party pooper in the room, but let me be real, I do not want F1 coming here because we cannot afford it. And I thought to myself, would government be expected to be putting money into this? So I had uh, an exclusive chat with Warren Schechter. He's the nephew of South Africa's only Formula One world champion, Jody Schechter. Mm -hmm. And Warren is the CEO of a company called SAGP. Mm. And they've been quietly working away in the background trying to bring a race back to SA. So people have been, you know, it's a pie in the sky idea that we've had for many, many years. Um, as fans, we'd love to see it back here. But Warren and a few other key players have formed this company and really, you know, they've been grinding away for, for the better part of our probably five, maybe more years to make it a reality. And they were very conscious of the fact that South Africa has many issues and the government can't be dipping into the coffers to fund a race when you've got bigger problems. They understand yes. that. You know, we'd be silly not to not to acknowledge the fact that we need more schools, hospitals, you know, so on, you know, better education, all of that. Um, so they have 
enlisted the services of, of a few um, private investors. Mm-hmm. And they spoke to the government and said, you know, there's going to be a knock-on effect of trace here. So they're going to get government to fund it via a tourism levy. Mm. Uh, a very small percentage of, of, you know, cash that would come in as a side effect of Formula One, rather than saying, give us the money up front and, you know, we're going to, you know, we're going to host a race. So it doesn't come out of the state coffers. The, the national government or the government won't be asked to, you know, fork over the cash up front and say, here, have your event. So I think from that point of view, people must, you know, must realize that it, it's not a, a government initiative, as it is in many parts of the world. You know, Singapore, the government there puts the bill for hosting a race. So... The, the 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 I actually found the tweet I was referring to, and I completely forgot who it was. It was Prince KB who uh, tweeted this. Uh, we all know him as a DJ and a producer. And basically, what he said is, "I don't see the need to bring Formula One to South Africa at Kailami when there's so much unemployment and education is still not free. To host an F1 race is close to 600 million rand or more. Why spend so much money over a weekend that's going to benefit only a minority? So to come back, obviously, you have." Ex- Explained about the part where government, the financing bit, sure. yes, the yeah, financing yeah, yeah. bit. But what are your thoughts on on the whole idea that it is a weekend event that just benefits a tiny group of people? So it is a weekend event. That is absolutely true. You know, it's it's uh, it starts typically on a Friday. The race action itself, but there's a build up. Teams and and um, logistics partners arrive from days in advance. Um, so you don't, you know, you have the teams arriving, you have the, the mechanics, you have the all the suppliers, the the media folks. So all these people arrive, you know, let's call it seven days in advance. Yes. And they're all going to fly into SA. They're all going to book hotel rooms. They're all going to eat somewhere. Invariably, some of them will stay on longer because they realize, hang on, I am in Johannesburg. Cape Town is two hours away. Durban's one hour away. Maybe I can go and have a, a beach holiday. Yes. Um, you know, I've always wanted to see Table Mountain. Let me go down there and have a look uh, because they're here. So it's just, you know, three days. People don't just arrive on the Friday, sleep at the track, mm. eat hot dogs, and then, and then leave on Sunday night. Mm. Um, you know, it's, it's a bit of a, it's a more drawn out that we don't typically see on TV. So can you sh- share with us just in terms of, let's, let's um, um, guesstimate the amount that would need to be spent, would 500 million be accurate? So his figure, uh, I, I don't quite know the source of his figure, the, the 600. I think he guessed, he guessed wig. They call it guess yeah, wig. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not sure which, which thumb I have to suck on to, 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 get, to get you an accurate figure. I do know that they, they, uh, SAGP is looking to host the event at Kailami. And I'm not sure if you've been or uh, have seen it on TV in the last few years, but the entire facility has been revamped to a world-class standard. Okay. A lot of people would like to see a race on the streets of Cape Town, maybe on the streets of Durban. You know, we've hosted um, large-scale motorsport events on the streets of Durban prior, and uh, those end up costing a lot because the street circuits are temporary. Yes. So everything's got to be set up for that particular race weekend and then broken down and then done again the following year, runs, repeat, runs, repeat. Kalami is an existing facility mm. and a really good one at that. We've hosted for three years in a row uh, a massive international motor race called 
the Kailami nine hour. Mm. And teams arrive from all over the world to race here over a nine hour period on a Saturday afternoon. Again, you know, they come from all over the world. They book hotel rooms, the mechanics come, the engineers come, the drivers come, and they spend time in Johannesburg. Mm. So Kailami has been uh, upgraded by its current owners. Uh, they spent a great deal of money buying the facility and then upgrading it to its standard where it is right now. So that saves a big chunk in terms of hosting that this facility exists. Yes, it yes. It needs a bit of modification and revision to make it acceptable to host a Formula One race. And that cost, again, the SAGP organization said that they'd be footing that bill because it's a once-off cost. You do it in year one, and then you're hosting multiple races. So in year two, you don't have to redo it. Yes. In year three and year four, you know, it exists already. It's like you know, building a soccer field this year, and then next year you play a game on the field. Um, so he's 600 million. I, I'm, I'm not sure of the exact number. And if I were to quote a number, it would in, invariably come out of one of my thumbs. You know, I, I wouldn't give you an accurate appraisal of what it costs to host a Formula One race. So outside of the tourism benefits that you've already mentioned, why would it be good to host the race here? Well, it's a showcase. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a showcase for SA. You know, we countries, typically third world countries, end up on the news for the wrong reasons. Something bad happens here. And yes. uh, we end up on, you know, any number of satellite television channels all over the world talking about floods and riots and civil unrest and all these terrible things. And the reality is, and you know and I know, you live in Johannesburg and I live down here in Cape Town, is that, you know, we have beautiful cities, we have wonderful surroundings. Yes, we have our problems. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not blind to those. Um, but we have wonderful cities with great people who just want to go about their lives. And when we showcase ourselves, like we did with the 2010 World Cup, I'm so glad you brought that up because I was going to say to you, you know, you spoke about once all this infrastructure is put together, it can be used again. But when we look at all the World Cups and all the various host countries, they end up being stuck with these stadiums. Obviously, this is not the same scenario, but is there something we could take out of a, a lesson we could take out of that, of the investing and how to use the investment after the whole weekend is over? Well, the investment is is from the private sector, right? Mm-hmm. So it's it is you know we can still race on that track every other weekend. Yes. Uh, you know if if the right series want to come here, and you know this is just me speculating. If uh, MotoGP wants to come here or the World Endurance Championship, you know once Kailami ends up on people's radars, it's like hang on, you know we can host around there as well, and then the track exists. Unfortunately, you know when when we hosted the World Cup, we built, I think. Five or eight standalone new facilities. Yes. That host 50 up to 90,000 people at Soccer City. Mm. And, you know, we don't have the crowds to fill those stadia on any given weekend. So at Kailami, uh, and, and I'll go back to the Kailami Nine Hour, I was there the first time they hosted it in 2019. And it was a complete carnival atmosphere, you know, again, funded by private individuals. Mm. So they decided to host this event. Guys came from all over the world. South Africans came from all over the country. Now, I came up from Cape Town, as did, you know, a dozen people that I know, um, and probably a few more dozen from KZN who drove up to, to Johannesburg. 
to watch this race. Mm. And then the same happens the year after and the year after. So tourism is a big aspect and, you know, the repeat business mm. of, 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 of bringing people back year on year, showing that you know, South Africa is a great country. We have a lot to offer and uh, you shouldn't be scared to come here. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a WhatsApp from Ivana in Johannesburg who says 100,000 spectators travel the world over to Grand Prix Formula One. That's a lot of foreign spectators and visitors. Another one says, Hi, Rilebkhile, the F1 weekends do benefit the minority. The majority of the country can't even watch the event. It costs approximately 50 million US dollars to host the race. This is money paid to the FIA. Um, this article has the cost and there's an article that they have shared here with us. I don't know what your thoughts are. I don't know if you know um, a website called hitc.com by any chance, and they're talking about the cost of, uh, of, of hosting these races. So it's not, uh, it's not cheap to host a race. That, that is, is quite obvious. And uh, I don't think that person was right about paying the money to uh, the FIA. The FIA is the ruling body. Mm. They make the rules and they set the timetable, whatever. What you have is a commercial rights holder. F1's a big draw card. Mm. So the commercial rights holder, as with many, many sports, you know, um, I'm just trying to think of an example here, the PSL. Yes. You know, the, the op- they are the commercial rights holders. So when you want to negotiate a deal with uh, soccer, South African soccer for television rights, you go to the PSL. Mm. And, you know, you go to Cricket South Africa and, you know, so you, you negotiate those deals with a commercial rights entity. And in this case, it's called Formula One. Yes. So they've created a product. And if you want their product to come to your country, then you have to pay them. Mm, mm, mm. Because they've got, you know, in, in very basic terms, they've got the circus. And do you want to bring it to your town? Mm. Right. So uh, it is expensive. And, 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 and the other point uh, that somebody made there, which I just caught a little bit of, it, I think the two questions were together. The one was about benefiting locals. Mm. You know, there's uh, uh, for a race weekend that Kalami is aiming for something like 90,000 spectators. I, I remember uh, quoting Warren Schechter about that. And you obviously have a lot of people to maintain the facility over a race week. So there's job creation. You know, there have to be people around mm. to do all these things. And when guests arrive from abroad, you know, you need anything from taxi drivers and, uh, you know, shuttle bus drivers to people at the B&Bs in and around Kailami and Pretoria and Madrand. You know, so that the effect is doesn't seem like it's immediate, mm. but there's definitely a knock-on down the line, you know, to the point where these visitors, whether they local or international, will be eating at a restaurant down the road. Yeah. And, you know, and if you're coming with euros or dollars or pounds, then when you're tipping, after you've eaten a steak and had a glass of wine, your tip ends up being better. So the, the money definitely filters across the board in ways that you don't immediately think of or realize. It's not just, I bought a ticket and I went to sit on the grandstand. Mm. Um, there's another WhatsApp that says, as much as I'd love 
for us to have the Formula One here. The changes made to the track in order to host the race will not benefit us afterwards. If we did not host the Formula One here, the racetrack will still be used every other weekend as it is now. But I think um, how uh, Sudhir has explained is that at the end of the day, um, if it's private investors that are putting it into and it's going to help with some tourism, then there is a benefit for us and it will have some kind of ripple effect by our country being exposed to people that might want to come back here again. So, Sudhir, realistically, if this thing does happen, let's call it 2023, how much do you think a ticket or ticket prices would range? That is a 10 million dollar question, isn't it? <laughs> and we are going to hold you to your answer when tickets go in sale. Dollars. We'll say Sudhir said. So you think... Yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm quoting 10 million dollars, but you have to buy the tickets from me directly. And then I will send you the ticket to your house. A part of me feels like the tickets would probably be like between 2,800 and 10k plus unless like you're going in some kind of a suite right so i've been to formula one races in europe mm. and just before lockdown so at the, at the latter part of 2019 i went across and there isn't a set ticket price there isn't one ticket price you know it's like going to a, a rock concert you can have golden circle up front you know looking at the performer mm-hmm. and you know, directly up his nose and, you know, that ticket costs you 5,000 bucks. Or you can sit right at the back of the stadium, very high up and cost you 150 bucks. So I know from experience that I went to uh, the Belgian Grand Prix in 2019 and my general access ticket cost me 100 euros. At the time, that was about 1,450 rand, I, I seem to recall. Mm-hmm. And that got me nothing except access to the facility. So I could walk around, I could go to all the stalls, um, and I had to find a glass embankment to sit on, which we did. There was a glass embankment, and my, my group of friends and I sat down in the glass embankment with a TV in front of us. We were lucky. We got a TV in front of us, and we could hear the commentary, so we weren't left in the lurch in the darkest order that sounds like torture why did you do that to yourself you can hear so, everything and you can't see any action no no we could see we could see action we could only see one corner as you can usually do with the racetrack you know you you only see one segment of a racetrack and then in that same year i went to the italian grand prix and i bought a grandstand ticket for the front straight so i got to see the start of the race took be quite exciting and I could look into the Ferrari and the Mercedes-Benz garages. Mm. That ticket for the weekend cost me five and a half thousand rand. And was it and worth it? It was, you know, it's Italy, it's Monza. This, the this atmosphere was incredible. Um, I didn't, you know, I'd done it a week before, two weeks before, and I didn't want to stand another race out in the sun or, you know, without a seat. Um, so I thought, okay, we're going to buy this grandstand ticket, and we did, and we're glad that we did. So ticket prices can go from, you know, like I quoted, 100 euro, and at the very top end, you can sit on top of the pits in a very exclusive club called the Paddock Club, mm-hmm. where you get three meals a day and booze and alcohol served to you constantly. Listen, the only seat we want to know, how much do you pay to sit next to Lewis Hamilton? 
you, I don't think you could pay any amount of money to Felix to Lewis Hamilton. I don't think so. I tell you what, I tried, I, I tried to interview him in 2019, mm-hmm. and I was at the track, and I met the the communications people from Mercedes-Benz Formula One. I, w- I spent a little bit of time in their motorhome, and I spoke to the comms guy, and I said, I'd love to get, even if it's five minutes with Lewis, yes. to do uh, you know an interview um, that I would then record. And um, Lewis doesn't talk to the press, uh, except for the TV interviews. He doesn't talk to the press on a race weekend. So it's very difficult to get close to Lewis. That's the bottom line. <laughs> ah, that, that guy's not serious about you. You shouldn't have said you're a press once. You should have said, I'm just a fan and I just want to share my... St- yes, and then had your camera rolling. Uh, but thank yeah, you so much for, 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 for sharing all of that with us. I'm sure if things do get confirmed, we'll touch base with you again to get all of those details. I, I, yo, I'm, I'm trying to think if I would go to... Abel, would you go to a racetrack, yes or no? Okay, Abel would go. Cabazella, racetrack, yes or no? Cabazella would go. Okay, he says, listen, Lewis Hamilton is there. I am there. I am definitely there.